bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. We're going to jump into the top five of five, and here's number five. So believe it or not, this was just bizarre. I heard about this when I was out of town, and I just, like, a Milwaukee woman is dead after a Greenfield police officer accidentally ran over her while responding to the welfare check about her. Milwaukee medical examiners identify the woman, 42-year-old Tracy Dorpat. Um, Incident happened just before 6.30 p.m. last Thursday, 34th and Holmes in Greenfield. According to a release, the responding officer was unaware that a woman was lying in the roadway when the officer hit her. I see a squirrel in the car. I see cats all the time when I'm driving. I slam on my brakes, says Lexi. Uh, Besaw, Dorpat's daughter. So I'm not sure how you don't see three-fourths of a person. Police said the officer stopped, called for an ambulance, and rendered aid, and the medics took the 42-year-old woman to a hospital where investigators say they believed it was non-life-threatening, but she died later in the hospital. The daughter, Besaw, said that, I feel like if you run over someone in the stomach, that's immediately life-threatening. She was taken... She was talking and was awake and alert, and so that's probably what they thought. Maybe she feels fine. Her family did not learn their mother was going to die until 11 o'clock p.m. when the hospital called them. She went on to say, it's absolutely crazy and everyone wants answers. We're waiting to hear from the police department on how this could have happened, how they did not see her in the road. You can visibly or clearly see her in pain in the abdomen area 
and back area. By the time the ambulance came, she got onto the bed on her own power, says Kyle Best, the neighbor on the scene. It just didn't feel like a life-threatening type of situation. But anytime you would get hit by a car, even bumped, um, I remember downtown there was a young man who was in his teens who was walking across the street leaving school and got sideswiped by a car and bumped and they stopped and got the information and and they said he wasn't going to go to the hospital. Later, he didn't feel well, went to the hospital and passed away. And so, you know, bumps are, are dangerous no matter what age, no matter what. So if you get run over by a car, um, but I guess everybody did the best. Hmm. Guess they did the best that they could do. And here's story number four. Milwaukee police are investigating a fatal shooting that happened near 28th and Villard. This is a couple of hours old. Uh, Police say a 53-year-old man sustained fatal gunshot injuries. Circumstances leading up to the shooting are under investigation. Anyone with information is asked to contact Milwaukee police at 414-935-7360. If you want to remain anonymous, Crime Stoppers, 414-224-TIPS or... The P3 Tips app. Hmm, never knew they had something like that. Hmm, number three. This was heartbreaking. Um, and this is something I talked about before I left, and people didn't understand. Um, who are you? You don't have people texting me. Why, why, why are you talking about that? And why? When it's hot outside, you need to check on your neighbors. Be neighborly. An 84-year-old man is dead after it was discovered on Saturday, July 29th. The power was out in his apartment and his home oxygen unit, which requires electricity, failed. And so you need a backup. You need a backup plan. If you know someone doesn't have the ability to move from place to place because they're on oxygen, check on them. I think whenever something changes... We should always check on people. But, you know, that's just me. Here's number two. An early morning crash that caused the vehicle to slam into a small business or 84th and Capitol on Saturday. A.J. Ujit Furs is now boarded up and the owner says his customers are afraid to travel to his shop and bring in business because of their reckless driving in the area. This is nonstop, do you hear me? Says Genevia Moore, who lives just a block away from the intersection where the crash happened. Do you hear me? This It's always an accident over here. They drive down the street 80 miles an hour. I almost got hit over here crossing the street. I had the right of way, and a guy was taking a right-hand turn and almost ran me over. So it was no surprise to Moore when she saw the boarded-up shop. Surveillance video obtained by TMJ4 News, which is where this comes from, TMJ4.com, shows a car traveling east on Capitol Drive, crashed into another car, making a left turn. They say no injuries were reported, but it's no surprise. It's, it's really no surprise. You see it overnight when you drive around. You don't even need to be doing anything. Somebody will pass you going 90 miles an hour in the right lane, and then two other cars behind it, and it just keeps happening. The owner of the shop, Rodney Ugent, invited TMJ4's Ryan Jenkins inside for a closer look at the damage 
He didn't want to be interviewed, but said this is the third time in as many years that his shop has been crashed into. He said his customers are telling him they're scared to bring in business because of all the reckless driving. And he said, I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of these idiots that have no regard for human life. I mean, literally, it's a weapon on four wheels, said Milwaukee Alderman Lamont Westmoreland, who represents the district where the crash happened. Jenkins went to Milwaukee's City Hall to ask Westmoreland about the impact of, uh, this is the reporter from TMJ4.com, about the impact of reckless driving. And Jenkins asked, if these businesses were to have to leave because of reckless driving, what impact would it be on the neighborhood? And Westmoreland replied, bad. I mean, it's a, it's a domino effect. One business leaves, another one leaves. That's the last thing we want. He's hoping the new policy changes and the new 2% sales tax set to take effect in January can help combat the destruction. I know money is a thing, but those bump outs, they do work. They do slow down traffic, but those need to go all the way to Highway 100 in capital. And I kind of actually agree. Now here's my top story. Here's number one. Believe it or not, this happened, and I had to tell the story because I listened to it and followed it while I was in Texas. So, well, Frisco, Texas, police chief issued an apology last week after a family from Little Rock, Arkansas. This is from CNN.com headed to a basketball tournament in Grapevine, Texas, was mistakenly pulled over in a high-risk stop. Now, if you don't know what a high-risk stop is, that means that when you pull the car over, you believe that this person is wanted for a felony and that it's either a violent felony or something meaningful where you pull them out of the car at gunpoint. You don't approach the car. You don't talk to the people. You don't run... um, driver licenses or anything like that, you pull them out at gunpoint and you deal with it after the fact. Well, this car was on its way to a basketball tournament and a Frisco officer ran the plates as being from Arizona instead of from Arkansas, leading the police to believe it was stolen. And according to body camera video and information released by the police on July 23rd, a Frisco officer saw a black Dodge Charger without estate plates leave a hotel And ran a check of the vehicle's license plate. So number one, I know because you're in the street and I know because you are in public, you have a right to run a plate that's on a public street. I get that. Why would you pick the Dodge Charger? I don't know. Were Were the windows tinted? Were like what was in your mind when you did that? Right? Because out of all the places leaving a hotel, you ran this car. According to a news release from Frisco Police. When entering the information, get this, the officer mistakenly entered the plate as being from Arizona, typed in A-Z instead of Arkansas. I believe it's A-R because Alaska's A-K. Causing an incorrect registration return led the police to believe the vehicle was possibly stolen. They initiated a high-risk traffic stop on the Dallas North Tollway 
waited for backup officers to arrive, the, the, the release said. Police closed down southbound lanes of the tollway, conducted a high-risk stop, which the department says is standard procedure for stolen cars. I get it. Body camera video from two officers released by the department last Friday shows a mother who was driving and her sixth-grade son, who was in the back seat, being ordered out of the vehicle. Slowly exit the vehicle, face away from us, turn around, do not face us. One officer uh, who has his gun toward the car, drawn toward the car. Everybody in the car, hands outside the window. Driver, lift up your shirt. Only for us to see your waistband. Turn around slowly. Those are normal things you do, right? You make the person stand their hands up, turn in a circle slowly. Keep turning, keep turning. You know, raise your shirt up, all that stuff. If you reach into the car, you may get shot, so be careful. This is what the officer shouts. Do not reach in the car. The officer shouts once they've been told the driver that her license, that told by the, she was told by the driver that her licensed handgun is locked in the glove compartment. Police say the incident is under review. So Frisco Police Chief David Shilson said in a statement Friday, we made a mistake. Our department will not hide from its mistakes. Instead, we will learn from them. The officer involved quickly accept the responsibility for what happened, which speaks to integrity. No, it doesn't. It's on video. Come on. I've spoken with the family. I empathize with them and completely understand why they're upset. Body cam footage shows. Get this. Body cam footage shows the officer who initiated the stop talking to the mother aside and questioning her about her car tags. The woman tells the officer that the children in the back seat are her son and her nephew. Meanwhile, body camera video shows the driver's husband talking to a second officer. Say, listen, sir, this is my wife's car. We're just in a basketball tournament. I'm a basketball coach. Look at this, bro. And he continues as his son is heard crying. I got concealed carry. Y'all put a gun in my son's face for no reason. Sergeant arrived and officers realized they had made a mistake. One officer explained that it was an honest mistake. This is terrible, responds the father. You got, y'all got to do your job, but we're all legit. The officer tells the family after a sergeant ordered officers to stand down and called off the high-risk stop, said, it looks like I made a mistake, so I ran it AZ for Arizona instead of AR for Arkansas, and that's what happened. The father responded, it could have gone wrong for all of us. So distraught, the driver's husband could be seen turning away and breaking into tears. The officer said, we're so sorry that this happened. We had no intent on doing this. You know, we're humans as well as we make mistakes. And I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying like it wasn't a computer that ran it. It was our human error that did this. So please forgive us. Now, according to the incident, uh, the incident review is, was initiated that day to determine what happened, how it was managed to evaluate what needed to be addressed to prevent this from happening in the future. Police said an ongoing review would identify further changes to the department's training policies and procedures. And, he, and the chief apologized on behalf of the department, assured them that they, will hold, that they would hold themselves accountable and provide transparency. What would you do if that happened to you? 833-212-1017 is the number. What would you do? I mean, you get pulled over. Police point a gun at you. The officer made a mistake. 
albeit a big one, a mistake. What are your thoughts? Al, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Well, it's a sad case, but speaking from my heart, I wouldn't accept their apology. I would not forgive them because when they took that action, they already knew what they was going to do. And I hope I would be able to sue them for everything they got from their first to their last generation. What do you because mean? Now, what do you mean they knew what they were going to do? When you pull a gun, and we keep in mind, they always have stuff. It's a mistake when a black man get his head blown off. It's, oh, we made a mistake. Oh, we offer our, we're so sorry. Keep but, your apology. But but they didn't. And that's just how I feel. Okay. But they, but they that's didn't. That's just how they, I feel. I get it. But they didn't. They actually said we made a mistake. So do you not? Yes. And, but, but nobody got shot. I mean, I'm not taking it for the police, but let's look at it in its totality. Nobody got shot. It was terrible. And yeah. they should sue. Don't, don't, get, don't get it twisted. I would, they made a mistake that traumatized my kid, right? Something needs to be done about that. Somebody needs to be made whole. But you wouldn't take their apology? I wouldn't take their apology at all. I would tell them, keep their apology. And when somebody do it to their young daughter or their wife or their grandmama, then come back and let me know. But haven't you made a mistake before, Al? Not putting no pistol in nobody's face and tell them if you put your hand in think you're going to get your head blown up. Absolutely not. Okay. So I would tell them, keep their apology and tell them, take that apology when you go to church. And I still wouldn't forgive them and everything they get. May they soul rot in a hell. All right. Thank you much, Al. Appreciate it. 833-212-1017 is the number. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So I'm looking to, it's uh, 77 degrees, 5 o'clock sunny. Um, looks like the low is going to get around 66. Overnight, I think the low is going to be only around 70, so. By 6 a.m., it'll be around 65, and then the high tomorrow's around 81 with a chance of thunderstorms. Oh, yay, more rain. All right, 833-212-1017 is the number. Julian, you are on the new 1017 The Truth. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. You ask what I would do? Yes. I would be, I would be upset. Uh, and I would have my attorney um, call for a press conference in which uh, 
they would that attorney would announce a lawsuit against the department uh, for the trauma cause uh, that we would gladly drop if the department was willing to provide detailed information of how many instances uh, these sorts of things have happened with uh, people, unarmed people of color having guns drawn on them, and that was uh, reported or uh, turned out to be a mistake. So detailed information about how many times it have these types of mistakes, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. happen to people who look like me. They can provide that. Uh, they, I gladly drop the lawsuit. I thank, thank you for that, Julian, but I do have a question. Would you look into yes. it for everybody and not just people of color? Okay. I would ask for it for everyone. Okay. But I would be very interested, frankly, frankly, I'd be very interested to know whether or not these sorts of mistakes happen with people who look like me mostly or not. That's basically what I would be trying to find out. We'll see how transparent the department would be, in, uh, would be and how interested they would be in providing that information. Well, how would, how would we know that those occurred based on complaints? That's a, that's a simple open records request that you could, that you could get from a department. Well, actually, uh, departments are, are not uniformly required to provide all sorts of details of those uh, types of in- instances, particularly the demographic information about the people they stop, use of deadly force. You would think, and we all probably assume, that departments are required to provide, uh, keep records of and uh, demographic information of those sorts of things, deadly force use, excessive force use, uh, guns drawn. Actually, departments are not uniformly required to provide that information, which we should, which they should be. Uh, I, I'm, I'm convinced. Most departments I know of, especially in the state of Wisconsin, would give you that information because it's required. So, okay. uh, and, and as far as I know, many of the states and most of the time the federal government requires it. But you can, you can again, make an open records request for detailed information. And if they have it and there's no reason for them not to release it, which I can't see them not, not releasing it, they, they would have to release I it. Have actually, I'm sorry. I've actually done research on uh, the use of uh, deadly force against unarmed African-Americans. And, okay. Uh, and I've sought, that inf- I've sought that information, and that's where I found out that departments are not required by law. Some departments. Uh, to, uh, uh, Yes, police right. departments. Uh, yes, their law enforcement agencies across America are not uniformly, not uniformly, some are not uniformly required to keep that sort of demographic information as far as who they pull over, who they shoot, uh, unarmed people they shoot. They are not uniformly required to pr- uh, provide that information. And I would be, I would like to see that sort of information. And I think it should. I think they should be uniformly required to provide that information. And I would like to know how many times or how often mistakes, quote unquote, like that happen with people who look like me as compared to other folks. That's, that's, I guess that's mainly what I'm getting at. Well, the reason why I say that is because in my experience over, well, I guess about 30 years of law enforcement, people that were quote unquote bad did it to uh-huh. everybody. Many times it's, it's what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's behavioral and it's habitual with bad cops. So the, the ones that would steal or the ones that would shoot would usually shoot anybody, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I, I think what happens is 
when we and actually the numbers when you isolate it out, many people will get upset when when it's said they've shot more white people than they have black people. They shouldn't shoot anybody. But unfortunately, that has happened too many times. And part of the issue is when when use of force, because law enforcement is a state issue, not a federal issue. Each state has their own guidelines. I think one of the good things, and it can be bad, to have the federal government take over local law enforcement by setting the standards, because then Mm -hmm. different states have different issues and different problems. And if you try to make um, Minnesota and Wisconsin do what they do in Florida or take the same training, but we don't train for hurricanes and floods and alligators and stuff, you know what I mean? And so... That's the case. But but shooting wise, it's it it needs to become uniform. Um, Different places train different ways. But they're they'll they'll hit me on social media. There are several ways you can um, get a hold of that information. We'll we'll definitely talk. And also, yes. Also, those numbers you cited as far as deadly force against uh, white Americans, uh, those are aggregate numbers. And so, I mean, we're only African-Americans, only 13 percent of the population. So, of course, numbers of white Americans shot will be uh, larger than African-Americans. But on a per person or percentage basis, uh, stops involving African-Americans compared to stops involving whites. I would be I would I would argue that those numbers uh, result in uh, deadly force use uh, uh, at a greater uh, percentage. I would I would love to see the data. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Great Thank conversation. You, Thank you, Julian. Thanks. Take Bye-bye. care. Appreciate it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talk and text when we come back. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Bob, you are on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? Hello, Dr. What's up? Ken. What's up? Uh, I respect the opinions of those before me, but understanding I'm not the suing type and uh I would explain to my kid in the back seat or wherever, if it, whatever kid it was is traumatized, I explain that it's good we have officers, especially since they apologize, that will stop a very important stop warranted that they might die. And, you know, so try to understand they really honestly made a mistake and you know, and they came up to their mistake, and they tried to uh, explain. And that would 
I would try to un unwind his traumatization in that way. And I'm not the suing type, and that's that's probably respecting the ones before me, though. You know, they whatever they want to do. But this is my take on it, Doctor. All right, <laughs> that's about it. good to hear you, Doc. All right, take care. <laughs> Glad you back. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Hmm. There's a there's a there's a statistic in here on white people on just people shot from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty three by race. And it shows, um, of course, by far, which I don't know if that's an argument that there are more white people, so more white people would get shot. Um, I, I, I don't. Anyway, because then we are we asking that the, that killing be proportionate? Hey, uh, excuse me, excuse me. The percentage wise, we don't have enough Hispanic people shot. Let's let's shoot so we can even it out, or you know. And I know that's a silly way to think about it, but but think about what what we're asking. Um, Statista.com shows, and who, who, let me figure out who sent this to me. Mr. Madi uh, shows in 2022, there were 389 white people, 225 black people. Hispanic, 120, other, 22, and unknown, 341 people shot to death by the police. That's that's by race. Um, in 2022, there were 1,097 fatal police shootings. Uh, additionally, the rate of fatal police shootings among black Americans was much higher than that of any other ethnicity, standing at 5.8 fatal shootings per million of the population, However, there are how many hundred million white people and only like 41 or 42 million black people, not only, but how about we get rid of all the shootings? I think we should work toward that. If we're going to compare it, let's compare it city by city in terms of how they do their policing and how they police black communities versus or brown communities or Asian communities versus others. There's, there needs to be a lot more digging into the statistics. So when we generalize and just compare the surface, it looks like, the person who's doing the comparing can make comparing can make it whatever they want to want to make it. When in fact, I think it's important that that it. Uh, I think it's important that that it be shown race by race and the instances of how people are killed, not just that they were killed. Because we tend to look at it as every single person that was killed by the police was innocent of something and they may not have been. And so I think if we do a granular dive, we're going to start to see that 
some were accidental. Like the woman that got killed in Greenfield, she got killed by the police. That's going to count. It was an accident. Circumstances matter. And we need to really, really look at circumstances and see what that carries. I'm not mitigating police killing people. I, I think it should go down to as close to zero as possible. I think what we have to look at is what are the instances that occurred that caused it to occur? And let's fix those two. Since everybody always accuses me, you're just taking up for the police. Um, caller said black people can never catch up with colonists who murdered 7 million Native Americans. I got a great argument for that. I'm just not going to use it today. LT said, any information about guns drawn on people of color would have to be more detailed in circumstances. If the unarmed person was resisting arrest, high-speed check. Yeah, exactly what I was saying. There are a lot of things that, that cause the discharge of a firearm and every single one with a black person or white or Hispanic or Asian, whoever it is, man, woman, can't all be the police doing something wrong. At some point we have to step up as a society and start telling people, stop doing that. Like literally stop acting a fool, stop doing things that are going to cause the police to show up and do stuff. Now, when you get the Frisco, Texas piece, well, cops made a mistake. You traumatized my kid, and I should be made whole for that. Everybody else gets made whole around the country. Everybody else made whole, as in W-H-O-L-E, as in paid. But for some reason, we always figure out a way that now is the time we should be nice. Well, can't always be nice. Julie said, I appreciate AI's level of, Al's level of drama. I would forgive, and I don't know what I would I don't know, and I don't know that I would sue. I would definitely want a public apology and for the officers to maybe go through extra training. They may not need extra training. I mean, think about what the person did. They were supposed to type A-Z and they typed A-K. That qualifies for me as what I affectionately call. <laughs> it's a brain fart, right? Boop. The problem is it escalated. And what should have happened is somebody should have double checked it. Confirm the plate. Can you confirm the plate? So and so, so and so. For instance, that's oh, ooh, before we go to break. That's one of the issues we have when we removed the dispatcher from wanted checks. So what happens is now is that we have these MDTs, right? We have these mobile data terminals, you know, we got a computer in the car. So you run it. Now I'm multitasking, doing multiple things in multiple places and multiple times and going on. And I'm, I, the, the odds of me making a mistake go up significantly. Now I typed in the wrong number and the, and it comes back as stolen. If I were listening and the dispatcher said, hey, squad, you know, what my squad number was 6201. 6201, um, I have uh, uh, your Arizona plate, and I would have immediately been looking at a Arkansas plate and went, hmm, stand by. I already knew I screwed up. 
that other person in there reading it back to me would have been able to notify me that I ran Arizona instead of Arkansas. Now, the other thing is the officer should have read and looked at the to make sure and guaranteed that the information that they ran was correct for the plate. And I've done that before. I've misread a sticker on a car that was actually registered when it wasn't because it changed and the, and the color changed. Like little small things can happen. And had it come back stolen, you rerun it. Like it would have literally been, let me, let me confirm that. You know, there are multiple ways to do that. And so I don't know what their procedures are or protocols, but, and I'd love to see how long that officer has been on the job. I would say, no, I'm not going to take a guess because then I might be wrong. God forbid I'm actually wrong. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. LT said, when black people drive through white communities and are profiled and pulled over, it is to protect the members of the white community. When white people are profiled and pulled over in black communities, it's for the protection of those white people. Would you agree with that statement? No. The second part, when white people are pulled over and profiled in black communities, there's the assumption that they're there to buy drugs or do something nefarious or pick up a hooker. Which I say is completely disrespectful to a black community but that you assume that the only time a white person comes there is when they're there to do something wrong. As if that's the only place you can do something wrong. Uh, no. Because I've been in many white communities. Matter of fact, wasn't there a homicide in Glendale the other day? Anyway. Um yeah, we have a lot of crime in communities, and there's enough for them. However, the first part, yeah, profiling people. I'll tell you a story I had flying back from Dallas. I flew back first class. Guy gets on an airplane, not sitting in first class, mind you. Looks and is startled like, you know how people look at you like, what are you doing here? And, and, you know, I get it every now and then. Some people look at you like, what are you doing over here? You don't, you don't belong here. You, 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 you can't afford to be here. What? And I, and I just thought, wow, 2023. But then I remember I was in the state of Texas. So, you know, <laughs> go figure. Mr. Madee said, facts, brother. Uh, 99% justifiable cop killings. I can tell you, Mr. Medee, that's not true. 
That's not true. Not at all. Some of those are not. One too many. One unjustified police officer shooting of a black man or anybody is not acceptable. But especially with black people. And there is a pattern of going after black people and going after black people in a way or for a reason that is what I like to call nebulous. Like, do you go after other people about that? If there's one thing I did traffic-wise, I had my pet peeves about traffic because I knew what it could cause, and I wrote a lot of tickets for the same stuff. And you have to check yourself. Are you going to show discretion? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? What were the And then be consistent. But if you consistently write tickets to the same kind of people, that's one thing. If you consistently write tickets and add tickets because this person, you know, they're, they're little subtleties. We'll talk about it one day. Uh, 414507 says maybe we should count up the bullets per body it takes to bring a black person down as opposed to a white person. Maybe that would be a better statistic for some people. Mm. The caller said, Colonists did come up with the Second Amendment, which allows people who should not have guns to buy them just because they were born in America. What do you mean should not have guns? If you were born in America, you can legally own it. You can have one. I don't understand. Multitasking is a part of the day for most working people. Brain surgeons, mail carriers and law enforcement. Not true. Not true. The human beings suck at 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 multitasking. They're, they're terrible at multitasking. Like, OMG, terrible at multitasking. I'm just saying. Multitasking will get you in trouble because your brain is not wired to multitask. We like to think we can. We like to think we do. And then it doesn't turn out right. And we wonder why. Because you're doing too much stuff. Brain surgeons don't multitask. Mail carriers certainly don't multitask. If you think walking, the root thing of walking is multi- <laughs> I don't know. Law enforcement, multitask? That's what gets them in trouble. And then they end up in jail like they belong because they did something wrong. I'm just saying. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe's show is coming up next. I'll see you in about 22 hours. We can hang out and talk about what's going on in the news of the day. Do the top five at five and do all that. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. Welcome back. Oh, wait a minute. That was the one gone. Okay, my bad. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back. Take care. God bless. And I'm out.